Go Birds Radio, presented by the Bet Parks Casino and Sportsbook app. Official sportsbook of the real Philly fan. What's going on? It's Elliot Shore Parks for my friends at Window Nation. And if you've had enough of your windows keeping the house chilly, then fight the February cold with Window Nation. Right now, replace your windows and save big with 50% off all window styles, plus zero down, zero interest, and no payments for 24 months. With proven quality and service, it's no wonder thousands have trusted Window Nation. Don't miss out. Call 866-90-NATION or visit windownation.com to schedule your free in-home estimate. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Everybody, it is a gorgeous Saturday evening. As uh, I am, uh, I am not prepared to set my clock one hour forward, but I guess we got to do that tonight. I have dropped about a pound and a half of Reese's Pieces in my backpack. You really were going in on the Reese's Pieces. Oh, yeah, I was trying to put it away, like all nice. And now it's all over. It's going to be a huge mess. Arguably uh, the best candy. Though. It is. I think it is one of the best candies. I mean, it's that or Reese's Cups. I would say. Yeah, I know people kind of get weird about both of them. I love both maybe of them. Maybe Hershey's white chocolate Could cookies be. and cream would be up there. <laughs> ah, ooh, maybe a little. Maybe we'll have a little candy debate we today as well. Welcome in, were, everybody. You were throwing them. You were throwing them down. Yeah, I was. It was. It was pretty good. Eight 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 seven two nine ninety four ninety four. It is Go Birds Radio. I'm John Barchard, along with Elliot Shore Parks, of course. Uh, hey, there's a lot of different things that have been happening with the Eagles. Um, we've got a lot of news. Uh, Marty Morningwig is back with the Eagles. We'll certainly got some thoughts on that. Get into that as well. And it's kind of you know, I was I was hoping for the the a hole in the room. It's, that's what I was asking. I need the bad cop in there. Mm-hmm. I think Marty does that, but it's a little weird that he's coming back in here. A lot, a lot of cooks in the kitchen. <laughs> a lot of cooks in the kitchen. Uh, not enough. Cooks in the kitchen, apparently, or the proper amount of cooks, I guess, for left tackle. Is that yeah. something that we've kind of tried to figure out what was going on over the last couple of weeks with this Jason Peters coming back? Obviously, some rumors were floating around there. We got into a lot of those in terms of Andre Dillard versus Jason Peters mm-hmm. and where they're going to go on. And the Eagles come out and say, we mutually, you know, along with Jason, think that he's going to go in and enter free agency. He wants to go and see what's out there. I think the Texans are going to end up paying him like $10 million and he'll end up going there. But overall, your thoughts on uh, the uh, the well, announcement the, from the, the Texans team. Texans have Tunsil, right? Yeah, but he's in a contract year too. So True, maybe. <laughs> they did just pay a lot to get him. And, the, and they're stupid, so yeah. I, I, I don't expect them to do the right thing well, at all. So here's my read on the Jason Peters situation. Last week, or I guess it might have been two weeks ago now, but when I was in Indianapolis for the NFL Combine, talking to Howie Roseman, talking to Doug Peterson, 
Doug made it clear he wanted Jason back. Howie was a little less effusive with his praise of Jason, but he called it, you know, a good problem to have having Jason and Andre. Uh, the, the kind of prevailing thought heading into that press conference from the media members was, all right, they're going to announce Jason Peters isn't coming back. Prior, uh, uh, during the 2018 NFL Combine, they announced Nick Foles wasn't coming back. They had stuff to go ready on their website. It seemed like the perfect time to do that. It seemed like this is when they would say Peters would be gone. They didn't. Doug said he wanted him back. Howie, again, said it was a good problem to have. The Eagles created the perception they wanted Jason Peters back, which thus created the perception they weren't confident in Andre Dillard. And frankly, I think that's the right opinion to have. If the Eagles are going to basically tell me by reading the lines they're not confident in Andre, why should I be? I thought Jason Peters played at a pretty high level last year when he was healthy, and he played 80% of the snaps, so he was healthy for the majority of the I would say year. that even at a very high level, and I'm not – that's the weird thing about this week is I don't know what people were looking at. Mm-hmm. I think it's a lot of just going back to a lot of the – old stuff oh he quit on you know the team at one point right. i was like yeah what everybody would have quit on chip kelly at some point during that uh during that you know the the dramatics that were going on there uh and the the penalties and you even explained this on our podcast you can follow us along at go birds pod as well yeah, when, when, when you look at the penalties i mean there's a perception that he jumps off sides three four times a game and it was an issue for him don't get me wrong it was seven times in the uh, games he played so it was right around i think around one and a half per game or something like that but Compared to the other left tackles around the league, I think he would he was eighth in total penalties. So, look, if you're going to play left tackle, you're going to jump offside, you're going to get holding penalties, those things happen. At the end of the day, Jason Peters, in my opinion, did an excellent job protecting Carson Wentz, and that's what it comes down to. Doug said this at the Combine. You know, he was kind of pressed on it, and he said, yeah, it's going to be Jason or Andre. Like, you can't start them both. Right. And given that, if you ask me, who do I want starting at left tackle next year, the answer is Jason Peters. 888-729-9494, and I understand that sentiment, but I mean, like, this is because of those rumors mm-hmm. and because there were things that were hanging out in the air. And the whole Lance Zerline thing, he said it on the radio, and it's not really there. Uh, and we're all trying to figure out what, what that meant. Does that mean another team came by and said, Would you throw in Andre Dillard if you end up right. training out Sean Jeffrey? Did it come from the Eagles? And no one really talked about it. So I think that's why the statement came out first and foremost be like hey 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 that's not the discussion i agree at all. I, I think the timing you know? of the timing of the statement is no coincidence the yeah. fact that they cr- again can't be stressed enough they created this they could have gone up to the combine they have no incentive to pretend like they're bringing back jason unless they're going to he's not he's not on under contract next year they're not going to trade him they're not going to franchise tag him to trade him so they could have let they could have just right there said you know what jason's going to go into free agency we have a ton of you know, appreciation for him, what he's done. But we drafted Andre Dillard for a reason, and we're confident in him being a left tackle. Then we're not talking about it, yes, right? right. But that's not what they did. They, they even in the statement, said we're going to remain in contact. Like, you're not bringing Jason Peters back if you're confident in Andre Dillard. If Jason Peters is on the roster next season, it is an extreme sign that they messed up with Andre Dillard because Andre arguably should have been starting last year. You shouldn't even have had Peters on the roster. If you draft a tackle at 21 overall – or 22, he should be starting. In his second year, he should definitely be starting. So I get the economics of why he should start. I'm just saying if the Eagles are going to tell me they're not – if the Eagles are going to basically tell me they're not overly confident in Andre Dillard, yeah. why should I be? Well, and here's what I want to pay attention to is, you know, some of this stuff goes on, and then I've – then I want to throw a whopper into this mix just to kind of see where everyone is really at. 888-729-9494. Listen, I am still not completely sold that Jason Peters is going to go from here. You're going to test free agency, and then they come back and realize maybe the Texans aren't dumb. Maybe they do something real smart for once. Maybe they look at Jason Peters and they just go, 
you know, if the Eagles don't want you, and they've been around for how many years you've, and I've said this many times, they, he runs the locker room. He's been a big part of the organization. He's quote-unquote best friends. with. We all know the story here. But, uh, you know, if, if they come back and he goes, actually, uh, I'll do it for $4 million if you, if you allow me to play football here and, and just keep continuing yeah. on. The market, you guys were right. The market wasn't what I thought it was. Mm-hmm. And now you're kind of back in this position. And here's where I'll throw in the third thing. Because your other, as we've been, you know, very much talking about like Byron Jones and Amari Cooper and how that would hurt Dallas and all this. And I don't know if you're going to hurt Washington at this point because it's a completely new franchise. Their front office has, you know, been reconstructed. Ron Rivera looks like he's the guy down there. He's going to be the one that's in charge. And for some, well, Trent Williams has made it clear that he's not playing for that organization anymore. And they're offering trades. So you have these, you're in transition, Right. You still want to combine and and somehow get Andre Dillard a little more support, maybe with veterans of uh, of guys that obviously aren't going to, you know, maybe they're on the like a big V, for instance. Maybe you want to sign him back, option, right? Which I would. I would like the idea to do that if you're going to let Peters walk. I wouldn't bring them both back, but Vitai would be an excellent option for this team. He could be your top uh, backup at left tackle, right tackle, right guard, and he could probably play left guard if you really need him to. So he would be, uh, you know, a very big part of this team even as a backup he would have an extremely important role if they brought him back now if Washington and the Eagles were to ever get into a discussion I'm sure that they're going to have to pay the extra price because it's a divisional opponent and they want to try and get him out of there probably ends up on an AFC team if I had to guess but let's say that the Eagles would be willing to pony up and have those discussions and be like if you can do it for a second rounder uh we we will do this trade right now and have Trent Williams versus Andre Dillard versus an opportunity to maybe bring back Jason Peters at $5 million or something like that. To me, if the GM is not going to say it, then I'm going to say it for everybody else. Because quite frankly, I'm tired of the, can Andre Dillard play part of this? Yes, he can. And guess what? I'm sticking with him. Okay? I think he's one of the best tackles that was in that draft. I know that there were a lot of people that were surprised when he dropped down there. I'm also confused to why people looked at Andre Dillard's tape from last year and went, doesn't have it, not feeling comfortable enough with it, on and on and on. So if we're basing one thing out of a rumor that, like, well, he might be soft or some people don't like him in the locker room or whatever that is, it has nothing to do with his actual talent on the field. I don't care even if the Washington comes along and goes, okay, we'll do it for a third because they don't think that their market is as strong. I'm still saying no to a guy like Trent Williams. I'm saying no to Jason Peters. I'm riding or dying with Andre Dillard because he is the future left tackle, and I think it's crazy that people this week have jumped out to a bunch of different things on why he can't play, and they, like, point to the Seattle game when he was playing right tackle, and he was, I don't know, a rookie who probably shouldn't have opened his mouth and said it's really hard to play in here and whatever, and he tipped off, and I think that changed the perception of who he is. Mm -hmm. I want Andre Dillard here no matter what. He's the guy. That is the future of the franchise at him at left tackle. Jason Peters has had his time, and I thank him for every single moment of that, the, the, what he gave me as an Eagles fan, and let alone how many Hall of Famers roll through here anyway. Not a ton. And he is, without a doubt, one of the weirdest, craziest, awesomest left tackles of all time, and he can still play, and I want him to go still play. But the Eagles made a decision. I feel as, as comfortable as doing the same thing. Andre Dillard has it. Okay, so you're, I, I you're just, confident not like so. What I hear you saying is 
or I should ask ask this. Yeah. Are, do you want Andre Dillard back because he was a first-round pick, it's time, all that stuff, or are you confident he is the best option? I think he's the best option in the future. But what about Rhett next year? Probably not. So, so that that's where it comes down to me. And you clearly still have confidence in Andre Dillard. And I'm not saying I I'm not saying that I've given up on Andre Dillard. But what I am saying is the best option for week one of the 2020 season is Jason Peters. And when it comes to something as important as protecting Carson Wentz, I'm going with the best option. Maybe Andre Dillard will become that option at one point. But if the Eagles are leaving the door open for Jason Peters coming back, then I can't sit here and say that I'm confident in him if they're not acting very confident in him. And But what have they done to show you that they're not confident in him to this point? So, That's my question. Right. So Doug said he wanted him back. Howie Roseman. Because it's Jason Peters. I, I'm just saying. I'm just, I'm, I'm just saying. <laughs> okay. Their public state. Look, last year, right, when at the Combine, when we, everyone was discussing, after Nick Foles took them to the playoffs, they lost to the Saints. Everyone was talking about, okay, do you franchise Nick Foles and trade him? Do you franchise and keep him? Like, all these things, right? That was a conversation. Howie Roseman came out the first chance he got at the end of the season at the Combine and said, we're moving on from Nick. We're, we thank him for everything, but he's going to become a free agent. Carson is our starting quarterback. Boom, done, over. They've not done that with Andre Dillon. Doug Peterson even said, yeah, it'll be Jason or Andre, right? Howie said, it's a good problem to have. Jason is not under contract. Like, and I think the fact that even in the statement they said, we're going to keep the door open to him returning, I don't view that as just a throw-in at the end to be nice. I view that as, as they want him back. And I, I think it's fair to say that I wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised if there were contract negotiations and that he wanted more than what they're willing to give him. But at the end of the day, they have not come out and said, Andre's our starter. He was a first-round pick last year. You should have the confidence in him to start. And the fact they haven't done that tells me they're not very confident in him. 888-729-9494. I do want to go to our good friend Darren in South Philly uh, before we head into the meat and potatoes of all this thing. Darren, what's going on, buddy? How are you? What's up, buddy? What's up? What's up? Hanniger Short Parts, how you doing? <laughs> what up? What up? Getting a little too quiet. Yeah, man, Darren was, uh, Darren was at Parks with us this past Yeah, week. he was. Good to have you out there. Yeah, it's always good to see you guys. But uh, Barcher, we got to stop agreeing. I hate agreeing with Iowa. Dude, this is this is bad. We're on the same page here. It's freaking me out. <laughs> I totally agree that I Dylan is the best option for the future. I I'm not as worried, I guess, as you are about this year. I truly think if you give him a full camp OTAs preseason, he he could potentially be top five left tackles in the game this season if everything goes right and i don't know if he's if he's going to be like a top five in the league darren but i do agree that in elliot i'm curious what you think too i mean Mm -hmm. being fully prepared for a starter we know how that's a a difference maker for everybody it's an excellent point by darren there's no denying that if dillard gets a full off season and training camp and all that he will be way better set up to succeed than he was last year i just think it's yeah go ahead sorry go ahead no go ahead i just think it's a little it's a little discrediting it to him because like I said, I love Jason Peters, Hall of Famer, everything. But when you come in, out, come in, come out, and you're taking first-team reps in practice, I mean, you can't expect anyone to succeed. Like, because Dylan doesn't know, am I playing this snap, that snap, am I coming at all? But I also get to the same aspect of saying that you should be ready to play at all times. Well, but let me ask you this, Darren. Do you, do you think this offseason the Eagles have acted like they have confidence in Andre Dillard? I, to be fair, no. But before you ridicule me for the answer, I think it's more in line because who it is. Jason Peters is not just Jason Peters. If Jason Peters was any other player, sure. But Jason Peters, like he said multiple times, 
the, uh, how he doesn't sign my checks, and he's best friends with the guy that signs his checks. And if he really, really, I think in my heart of hearts, wants to force the issue and be back, all he has to do is pick up his phone and pick up his good friend uh, Jeffrey, and Jeffrey will make it work, regardless of what the action they want to do. So I think it's more or less, yeah, well, yes, the Eagles want him back. Well, but why, why could they be so, why could they be so uh, clear last year with Nick Foles? Who because I get- Nick Foles wasn't best friends with uh, with Jeffrey Lawyer, but, but like, like uh, what's his name? Jeffrey Lawyer and Jason Peters' relationship is by far the most intriguing. It is owner owner player and play. I've never seen any Eagle Brian Dawkins, kind of McNabb. Uh, you know, <laughs> well, you know, no, Darren, that's and that's true, and that's why it's yeah, that's why it's very, very it's, unique. It's and there's there's one thing I just want to point out real quick, though, Darren. You you said don't ridicule me. Why do you think why why are you freaking out? As I like to say, you're freaking out before we even say anything. Just give your opinion. Well, it's okay. I, I'm kind of uh, uh, countering my own argument. So <laughs> no, that's fair. Like, yeah, I understand. You're just I, being I, devil's I, advocate. Darren, we're up against it. I, I love you, man. I love you. I love you. Eight 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 seven two nine. Quick hook on now, it. It's not. Darren, it's not quick. It's three and a half minutes. You know, we got a Sue Schilling got to get ready for an update here, sure. but we got plenty, plenty coming back, and I'm going to tell you why I agree with Elliot on one of his biggest points that he's made so far. Eight 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 seven two nine ninety four ninety four. It's Go Birds Radio. It's all happening right here. Sports Radio ninety four WIP. Sports Radio ninety four WIP twenty twenty sports. I'm Sue Schilling. Well, the Red Hot Flyers have won eight in a row, and tonight they will look to make it nine when they take on the Sabres at the Wells Fargo Center. Face off 7 o'clock, and goalie Carter Hart, who's been brilliant at home, says everyone is contributing. I mean, everybody's chipping in. Uh, we have all four lines rolling, and uh, all three deep pairs playing uh, really good hockey right now, so um, I think that's huge. The Sixers put the wraps on their four-game road swing tonight at Golden State, tipping off at 8.30. Now, Joel Embiid did not make the trip, will be reassessed on Monday, and is reportedly hopeful to return Wednesday against the Pistons. Embiid has been out with a shoulder sprain. The Phillies continued their Grapefruit League schedule this afternoon, 10-2 over the Red Sox to stream 94 WIP. Get our podcast and all the latest stories in Philadelphia sports. Go to the all-new 94WIP.com. Sports on Sports Radio 94WIP. No. No, I don't want Jason Peters back, nor would I entertain any trade of Trent Williams because that's how much I believe in Andre Dillard. So earlier in the week, me and you were texting about the Trent Williams thing. I've changed my opinion on that. I think I would probably go with Andre Dillard over Trent Williams. I mean, 31 – Injury history. That being said, I feel more confident in Trent Williams like for week one, but I think I would rather bring Peters back than go with Trent Williams. But I would definitely – I think bring and I will say this. I said I thought bringing Jason Peters back was the right move before the combine. Yeah. I've always said I thought he's the better option for next season. He played at a high level last year. I'm not confident in Andre Dillard. Now the team isn't acting confident in Andre Dillard. At the end of the day, we have to do what's best to protect Carson. Like that is what the most important thing is. And Jason gives you the best the best chance at doing that. He just does. And if they're wrong about Andre Dillard and Vitae leaves, Peters leaves, this season could become a mess real quick because it is really, really hard to hide a bad left tackle. 888-729-9494. Like I said before we left, it is Go Birds Radio first and foremost. I'm John Barcher. That's Elliot Shore Parks. There's something that I definitely agree. Even though we might disagree on where Andre Dillard mm-hmm. is, uh, I think uh, – 
I think there's something that Elliot is dead on about when it comes to uh, him and the Eagles kind of leaving the door open here. Let's go check in with our good friend Justin in Tennessee. Justin, what's going on, man? How are you? What's happening, boys? How y'all doing? What up? <laughs> How you doing, eh? What's uh, going on, man? Sorry, I did. Sorry, you didn't get to get in on the uh, goodies. You were going to Indiana. Or, I know. Yeah, I was Indiana in Indianapolis. When, <laughs> it's when all, they, it's all good. It's all, it's all good. I'll probably just make John and James share some with me. Yeah, which well, I'm sure they well, they're not. Well. Justin, they're not going to get any more of the relish because I've destroyed it all. So thank you, my friend. It went wonderful. Did with, you like the relish? Oh, it was wonderful. I put it on all the brats. It was fantastic. Good deal. My mom was worried that you that you wouldn't like it. I oh no, no, not it a, like me. He'll no. anything. <laughs> Absolutely, man. So what do you what do you make of you know the Peters thing this week and Andre Dillard and all that, man? Uh, I was I want Dillard to have the option to start, but if they bring Peters back, it's probably like what I talked to James and the guys earlier this week. I'm not going any more than five, maybe six million, and. If he gets hurt and misses two, three games, and Dillard comes in and plays and plays well, then he's he's done. You got to let the kid have his shot. And on top of that, you know, man, Dillard looked good in that Bears game last year. At, you yeah. know, I mean, he wasn't great, but it's it's kind of like the Boston Scott Greg Ward thing. You got to let these kids get out there and play to see what they've got because you can't just go off practice. So I I you agree know, with you. I agree with you on that, Justin. In terms of letting the young guys play, that's why. I would be okay if Greg Ward was a starting slot receiver next year. I want Boston Scott to have a big role. The only difference is it's easier to hide or move on from Greg Ward if, if he's it not is. as good and if Boston Scott doesn't play. If you let Jason Peters leave and Andre Dillard is not good, I mean, you're in trouble for a lot of reasons, but on the field you're in yeah. major trouble with that left tackle spot. It is. It, it's extremely tough to hide, hide a bad you know, offensive lineman. Yeah. Uh, one more thing I want to ask, and y'all can get in on it. I'll yep. get off here. There's, there's been talk about uh, maybe Keanu Neal being let go by the Falcons. Would y'all be interested in that if it happens? But uh, anyway, I'll get off here and let you guys go. Y'all just keep doing your thing, boys. And uh, Barchard, I'll put some new picks on my DM from them. <laughs> oh, beautiful. Yeah. yeah. Working right now. All right, Matt. But, Justin, anyway. enjoy your weekend, bud. Yeah, uh, yeah. Well, J- Justin I mean, also is building a man cave. Just want to make everybody aware, and nice. it's the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen in my life. Uh, Keanu Neal would be kind of interesting in a bunch of different ways because there is that's well, there's like the connection. Yeah, first there's of the all, connection. With the, the new secondary coach yep. and the new secondary coach is actually credited. One of his main kind of like feathers in his cap is helping to develop Keanu Neal. And now if, if Malcolm and Rodney leave, and we'll see what happens there, but. Then you obviously have a needed safety, so I could see that if he becomes a free agent for sure. Yeah, I like it uh, because, again, he's more of a, a hybrid guy anyway. I know it's the injury history. Well, he transitioned from corner to safety, right? Yes, exactly. Right. So there's there. I actually think there's times where you can, you know, Jenkins him, and we'll certainly get into that in a little bit too, where, you know, he can be that uh, linebacker of yours yeah. in certain situations and big diamond, things like that too. I'm totally open to that idea for well, sure. And the, one of the things I think is interesting about the new hire as a secondary coach is one of the things he's best known for is turning corners into safeties. Yeah. He did a great job with that in Atlanta. I've never been on the make Jalen Mills a safety, make Russell Douglas a safety. I've never been on that, you know, train and people mm-hmm. certainly, there are a lot of people out They're there They're going to have to find one though. Yeah, they're going to have to find one. Yeah. And if you go out and you sign a Byron Jones or you sign these different people, then you got to find somewhere to put it, you know, or unless you trade them, but Rasul, Avante Maddox. So I do think maybe the Eagles are thinking that they maybe we can put Rasul at safety or at least give him more of an extended look at it and see what. 
the new uh, secondary coach can teach him. 888-729-9494. We go to Michael and King of Pressure. Michael, what's going on, bud? Good to hear from you. Hey, uh, John, uh, first of all, thanks for making my phone call go viral with all the Joel Embiid stuff. Michael, you just did it on your oh, own, man. Him? I just placed it right on there, and Jillian was like, yo, man, I think you need to put Michael in a video, and, uh, and done and done, sir. Good so stuff. there you go. Good oh, stuff, though. I mean, like, that blew up, and I was just like, holy God. <laughs> but, uh, uh, one, I got to say, the position we're in right now is all Howie's fault, yep. all of it. I mean, our entire secondary needs to be replaced because of Howie. And the fact that we're talking about another expensive cornerback that we're $17 million for a cornerback that, in my opinion, isn't worth $17 million is a mistake we haven't learned through history. We've historically made this mistake over and over again. And if we do it again this year, it's going to blow up in our face. Our corner, all of our defensive backs need to be replaced. And that's because Howie did not draft well. We don't have receivers. That's because how we did not draft well. And now we're in a position where I've got to let a guy who cannot evaluate talent handle forty million dollars worth of cap space and ten draft picks. Well, Michael, I don't. I don't think he can't completely evaluate talent. You know, and, and that gets caught up in he the chunk. He can't chunk. evaluate speed talent. He can't evaluate speed talent. You know, I got it. I got to say, normally Michael calls in, and I know you're not a Howie guy, and I disagree with you, but it's hard to disagree with any of the points he's making today. No, I think those are all fair points, <laughs> I mean, too. The, the, yeah, the corners yeah. are absolutely Howie's fault. The receivers are Howie's yep. fault. The Andre Dillard thing, who knows his where that fault. goes, but certainly going to look like it's his fault, right? <laughs> yeah. So I think today you, your criticism of Howie is fair. I think it's fair every day because the last two years <laughs> he has left us completely barren in our uh, in 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 on our team because he can't evaluate talent. Michael, we, Michael, here's where here's you, the difference though. Like I understand, I don't think anything you're saying is is invalid, but like this is the year to go. Okay, you told us a bunch of different things. You signed too many old players. Yes, you've messed up in the draft in some parts. You've made bad decisions on contracts and so on and so on and signing players to go win another Super Bowl, which, by the way, we are all yelling and screaming to go and do. So I'm with you. I think you need to keep this in the back of your mind for this particular draft. And if it ends up being a situation like this again, which is more and more why Jason Peters needs to go, in my opinion. Well, but here, here's the thing, though. I, I, I still have confidence in Howie Roseman. Not probably as much as you do, John. Right. More than Michael. No, I'm not saying I do but, have confidence. But here's but, what I would say yeah. to Michael's point. This is a massive offseason for a number of reasons, but also because they have so much cap space. They have 10 draft picks. So, obviously, Jeffrey Laurie is confident in Howie, and he's going to be making these picks and these signings, clearly. But it, it can be either a, a great offseason for this team with a ton of great new talent added, but if Howie messes this up, He's setting the franchise back multiple years because of the deals he'll sign and the amount of picks he'll make. I, I this is here's my thing. I think they should not. Uh, they should stay the course. They should stay at 21. They should get Justin Jefferson. I think he's like the best fit for this team. So Why do you, I, out of curiosity, team. Michael? Because I'm I'm still trying to learn about uh, Justin Jefferson. What makes you think he's the best fit for this team? Well, because he played at LSU. He has. He has he tested really well at speed. He has good height, and he has the production at a top college. Like mm-hmm. it, that checks off all the boxes. He's not a one hit wonder, and he did very well. And and that's probably the easiest non Howie screw up pick that Howie can make. Well, Michael, I appreciate the call as always. Eight 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 seven two nine ninety four ninety four. When we get back, I'm going to tell you all why Michael, although I love him, 
is dead wrong about All this. Right. 100% dead wrong. 888-729-9494. We will keep the Peters, Williams, and Andre Diller discussion going. Who do you have more confidence in? What would you do right now if you're kind of caught in this pickle? It's Go Birds Radio. We're here till 6. Right here, Sports Radio 94 WIP. It's Go Birds Radio. You know, that could be the, the official anthem of the offseason. Like, tell me what you want. I think we got to dedicate it. You want a least. receiver? You want a corner? Like, tell me what you really, really want. <laughs> that is Elliot Spice Parks, uh, also known as Elliot Short Parks. He is the beat writer of 94WIP.com. Also, Go Birds. And uh, hey, that's where you've landed. It is Go Birds Radio. We're here till 6. I'm John Barchard, 888-729-9494. Excellent work. Marsha Kravitz. I mean, song, did you have that, that planned like throughout? Or you're like, oh God, I gotta, I gotta play the little Spice Girls for Elliot. Surprise well, us all. We, here. you know, we start off the show with Ian Edgerly. That's your song. Yeah. Second hour is usually when James is here. I go with uh, the Fire by the Roots. Of course. When we have a third hour on occasion, Ooh, I've started doing yes. Spice Girls. Like it. And so on the days that it's James and Elliot or you and Elliot. I'll, I'll, I, I like gotta that. Throw spice girls nice. in. Everybody's got to get their song. Go. I mean, the song hits every time. So <laughs> I'm sure lots of people oh, yeah, drive and just you. are way more happier than they used to be now. Eight 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 seven two nine ninety four ninety four. Like I said, uh, Michael Michael had said, you know, the, the really really big on this whole. <sighs> gosh, can I just say, like Justin Jefferson and this whole thing has mm-hmm. become very uh, Hollywood brownish and like. At least I understood Hollywood Brown in that whole thing and everybody you know, jumping on top of that last year. And by the looks of it, people are going, see, you should have told them as we're talking about Andre Dillard and Jason right. Peters and all these different things. I think the same thing's happening here, except we're making, you know, Justin Jefferson Hollywood Brown again. Well, and it's not the case. It's, it's different. The, so, the appealing thing with Justin Jefferson to me is he did have his best games against the best opponents. And mm-hmm. I do like that. And uh I, I forget who the caller was who, who suggested him. Michael, Michael King of Pressure. Yeah. yeah. Like, I, I do think there's a certain element to this of just don't overthink it. Take a receiver that plays at LSU against the best competition at one of the best colleges and produced every time. Like, I, I think at a certain point, when you're, you're a guy that can put up, you know, 100-plus yards in back-to-back games in the semifinal and then the national championship game, I'm going to go ahead and believe that you have a good chance of succeeding in the NFL um, there's other guys there, clearly. I mean, Hollywood Brown had a great college career, and he had a great rookie year with the Ravens. So he, he was a good pick. Yeah. Someone they could have taken over Andre Dillard. Um, but, yeah, I think there's going to be, after the top three at receiver, Henry Rugg, C.D. Lamb, and uh, Jerry Judy, at 21 you are looking at some different kind of options where if you can evaluate correctly, you can still get a number one type caliber receiver there. Uh, I don't think the Eagles are going to take a receiver in the first round. I'm starting you know, to agree. Like I just, I just don't think it is possible. And you look at Justin Jefferson, who is a very good player, and I'm sure would be a very reliable target for Carson Wentz for the rest of his career. I think T. Higgins is another guy that could do the same thing. And we get obsessed. We are obsessed with speed right now, as you should be. It's yeah, all we say, talked it about. It really matters. It does matter, but it doesn't matter to a point where that's all you kind of look at. And I just want to remind everybody: a month ago. A month ago, we are sitting here going, Jalen Rager, no doubt about it, 21, and then the combine happened, and a 447 comes out, and then all of a sudden it's like, actually, Justin Jefferson's probably the better bet at 21. We have no idea what's going to work. Secondly, 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 we do not know if Moorhead is a good wide receiver coach or not. 
Well, that's one of the best points, right? I mean, when you we talk have about, no idea when you talk about developing a receiver, the Eagles have not shown the ability to do that. I mean, Greg Ward is arguably the best one they've done, and they just fired the guy that yes. that, that did that, right? So, and, and both of them, Mike Groh and Carson Walsh. So, yeah, I, I think it's it's a major question, and it really is going to impact like Jerry Judy. They're they're probably not going to get him, but let's say Ceedee Lamb falls to sixteen, they trade up and they get him. CeeDee Lamb is very good. I think he'll be a stud wherever he goes. But there's no denying that if you're a receiver and you're coming to the Eagles, that is hurting the chances of you uh, becoming having a successful career yep. because their receiver coach is a mess. Not Sorry, I shouldn't say that. Their receiver <laughs> the coach of position yes. has been a mess. We don't know <laughs> if Aaron Moorhead is going to be a mess. right? right? And hopefully he's not. I mean, Doug at the Combine said he likes the fact he's a former player. Uh, he kind of said he liked the fact that he wasn't a, a quote-unquote star player um, because, you know, he – I guess had to fight his way through the league, sure. I guess. But, um, yeah, no, the fact that their receiver coach is new, never coached the NFL before, it's an issue when you're talking about developing a guy that you really, really need to pan out. Yeah, and Moshe, I don't know if you agree with this there too, but, like, uh, it's not just that for me either. But the Eagles are going to do one or two things. They are either going to climb the ceiling to go get a no-doubter uh, the floor is so high that we don't have to develop this guy that much because that's what I would do if I were them, and I really desperately wanted a wide receiver. But this is the thing I don't understand. There is no way that we ever know, no matter what year it is, we never know who the Eagles are taking. Every, and i got to remind everybody that we get trapped into this thing where it's Jalen Rager, it's Hollywood Brown, it's uh, Justin Jefferson. Marcus Smith. And then they don't do that thing. You're initially so pissed off that they didn't take your guy that you give guys like, Andre Dillard, not a fair shake because you look at how Hollywood Brown is doing and you're going, see, this is why Howie Roseman screws up and on and on and on. We don't know. Honestly, we don't know right now for the next two years whether or not these guys were the right picks or not. Like, I started questioning the fact that Dallas Goddard is here and it's not his fault. He's so talented. That was the right pick. It's down to the coaches to figure all this thing out. To me, I think they have a bigger coaching problem than they do uh, a talent evaluation. Well, they have a development problem. They they one hundred percent do. I don't know if they have a talent develop or or talent finding problem yet. I I mean I agree with everything you said in terms of the coaches. I mean, hopefully Aaron Moorhead solves the issue. You know, last time they went with a player at wide receiver coach, Greg Lewis did not do a great job. Granted, he's doing well in Kansas City. Right. Yeah, I was going to say you see these guys go other places and (laughs) and that I mean it's like a lot of panic. And it happened with uh was it. Was it Corey Nelson uh, who went to Baltimore and had a great time? No, it was uh, L.J. Fort. L.J. Fort, yes. sorry, who went to at, yeah, at Cor- line. Corey at, Nelson didn't come back in the league. Yeah, no, no, at, at linebacker yeah, yeah. who went out there. But to me, the thing that I'm thinking about with this pick and whether or not they take a wide receiver is I wish they had taken a safety in the second round last year instead yes. of J.J. Right, yeah. And then they wouldn't have say we wouldn't be saying, well, Maybe J.J. Ortega-Whiteside pans out. Yeah. And we wouldn't have to fill wide receiver, cornerback, and safety, and you could say linebacker as well. It's just there's so much to fill now with a ton of upheaval in the coaching staff. I don't know what to trust. Well, the other issue with not taking a safety, and they've invested almost no resources in backup safety over the last three years, but another issue with doing that is now if you don't overpay for Rodney and if you don't give Malcolm the deal he wants – you have nothing there. Like, if those guys leave, you either have to, A, go out and spend the big money you should have given them, but go out and spend big money in free agency on a guy to replace them, or you pigeonhole yourself into having to take a safety in the, with one of your first two picks because Malcolm, for what he does for this defense, is extremely important. We all know that. Yep. He plays multiple positions. He plays every snap. 
I think he's the most important player on the defense. You could say Fletcher Cox, and I wouldn't argue you, but I think Malcolm Jenkins is the most important player on the defense. And Rodney, look, we saw in 2018 when he went down, you had to move Avante. It was a mess there trying to figure out what to do. Rodney's extremely important as well. If both of them aren't back, they have a major hole at both spots. But even if one of them's back, they have a major hole at safety. And because of, and the re, one of the reasons is they have not drafted and developed young players at that position. 888-729-9494. That gets the ding from Moshe. Will it get the ding from John in Doylestown? John, what's going on, buddy? Thanks for calling the show. Good afternoon, guys. Sorry for my voice. Oh, it's okay. I, 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 I've, I've, uh, I've spoken a lot in the last 48 hours. My not, voice has been really weird, too. Not all of us can sound like John <laughs> Barchard all the time. You know? well, it's, uh, it's, it's a cold, but that's okay. So I don't want to take a lot of time. Uh, we should be talking about the Flyers and the Phillies and not the Eagles' left tackle issues. But here's my deal. Well, hold on, Mike, John, just, just so you know, this is called Go Birds Radio. It's specifically because know, we but, talk about the Eagles here. The, pro- the problem is that it's been on the wire all week, and I was going to call John and uh, – and um, the other fellow, Joe, was off on Friday, and I couldn't get in. But basically, here's my spin. I'm not a coach. I've been following the Eagles since I was 10 years old, so we're going on 60 years. Their drafting is the biggest problem. Why draft Dillard and not play him? That's a rhetorical question. But this whole thing about Peters and the respect and Howie, and he's going to be 38, and I'm thinking, you know, I didn't like Joe Banner. But, man, sometimes he made tough decisions and got rid of guys when he should have. That being said, I haven't heard anybody talk, because I'm a fan of playing Dillard and let Peters do whatever he's going to do. But nobody's talked about, correct me if I'm wrong, about the player-coach scenario, which I thought was still valid in the NFL. Is that wait, true? Wait, then the John, John, you want Jason Peters to be a coach and a player when he's never been a coach before? Well, I think he could coach up these uh, these offensive guys, but you don't have to take the cap hit. Is it still – I guess you or Elliot would know. I mean – No, I, I, I don't, don't know. know. I, you can't have – you can't have Jason Peters play on Sunday and not count against the cap. Yeah. That's that's for sure. I mean, you would have to count against your active roster. To John's point, I do think Jason Peters has a, a future in coaching. When you talk to, to players on the team, I mean, look, Lane Johnson posted this week how big he's been in developing him. But the, the issue is, and the reason – you know, we're having this discussion is Jason Peters still wants to play. I mean, when I talked to him the last day of the season after they lost to the Seahawks, he was talking like he thinks he's one of the best, you know, best tackles in the game still. So I think the Eagles have tried to make it so he'll retire as an Eagle. They've extended him twice, you know, over the last four years when we've all said, why are you doing this? And he still wants to keep playing and he has played at a high level. So I don't think Jason Peters will be interested in a player coach situation, even if that was a possibility, but you can't have him, play on sat on sun saturday you can't have him play on <laughs> okay. sunday and not count against 53 okay so i didn't know and i hadn't heard it so here's the deal uh again another question for you guys because as much as i think i know you guys forgot more than i know um 10 false starts this year mm-hmm. gets blown by some of these younger guys because as good as he still is he's a lot slower um, you know, and the, the, the false starts have to be because he's anticipating. The well, guys yeah, going by. I, I agree with that. And look, he's, not, the he's not a perfect player. There's no denying that, right? He is not the best left tackle in the league. He's probably not even top three, but he's still arguably one of the top 10 left best left tackles in the league. And 
you know, people love to focus on the flags, and they he's do. He's been doing it his entire career. Can right. I just and, say that? He's been I, doing it since he was, like, converted to the position he's been and, jumping And early. they do matter. Yeah. Don't get me wrong, right? Like, they matter. It puts you it puts you behind the sticks on first down. How many games do you think he's lost by, by jumping off sides? Well, this is my thing. It, it <laughs> overshadows ridiculous. the fact that he did a very, very good job this season protecting Carson Wentz, which is the top priority of the left tackle. And Andre Dillard, I thought the three games where he replaced him, he did play pretty well. And I agree with you on that, John. I think yeah. when he started, you didn't see a lot of red flags like, wow, this guy looks completely lost. I mean, he had rookie moments, but there were there were not moments where he looked completely lost. But it's just at the end of the day, Jason Peters is still better than he is right now. And, at the, and the Eagles have not expressed a ton of confidence in Andre Dillard, which gives me hesitation. But where does that come from? What, is, what does that mean, confidence, exactly? The they fact that they said they yet. wanted Jason Peters back. The fact that Doug Peterson said it's going to be Andre or Jason. The fact that they said in their statement we're going to keep in touch with them. Like, I, I get that you don't, you're not going to say, all right, peace, Jason, like you're out of here. But at the same time, you could say Andre Dillard's going to be our left tackle. If you know he's going to be your left tackle, then just say it. Jason Peters is not under contract. You can just let him walk. It's not disrespectful to Jason. I mean, you've been extremely right. respectful to Jason for a lot of years, right? I mean, he'll, no one will ever wear 71 again, I bet. I'm sure he'll be put in the Eagles Hall of Fame, all those things. You've given him a lot of money late in his career. Now's time to say Andre is our starting left tackle because you now you have people like me and you know media and fans and all that sure. that are saying, wow, it doesn't seem like they have a lot of confidence in Andre. Yeah, but this is this has nothing to do with confidence, and that's the only thing I, I really disagree with. What I was going to tell you, though, is 100% they left the door open. There is no question about that. Yeah. They do want him back, but at their price this time, and that's the but, real but, only but, difference between this relationship. They do want to leave the door open to Jason, but they're also probably telling him, again, I'm assuming this, listen, man, we're transitioning here. Like, we absolutely need to get younger everywhere. We're not going out and saying, like, we're going to be gung-ho about going to win a Super Bowl. And, frankly, they shouldn't be doing that. I, I'm, I'm anticipating a pretty bad year. I don't know. Like I, I, I You're anticipating a bad year I, from what? I feel like this this is is just gonna trend towards a seven or eight win team cool. and everyone's gonna freak out about it. But I honestly believe that there's too many host holes to fill. They might be more competitive that they might end up, you know, again, nine, ten wins, but it won't feel like you're drudging along during the season. It's gonna be a lot of rookies figuring things out. There's a lot of people in transition here. So that's why I think they wanna Okay, we're not going to go over the top. Howie already told us we're not going to spend money on older guys. So if Jason wants to come back for four million, three million, fine. But that's our threshold, and that's it. Well, let me ask you this: so I know that you don't want Nick Foles back here, no matter what, right? <laughs> I know you. No, no, but no. Well, no. Let me use this as an here analogy. Here comes right? Pandora. Get, get it ready. Get it ready. Here no, comes no, no. Pandora's box. Right? No, no. This isn't a Nick Foles discussion. Okay, what good. I'm saying is this: you don't want Nick Foles back. So if, if if let's say Nick Foles could be on the roster next year for a million bucks, yeah. you wouldn't do it. Is that correct? For a million dollars? Yeah. Probably not. Okay, so you wouldn't do it. No. My point is this. Jason Peters on the roster, whether he's making $4 million or $10 million, is the starter. Jason is not coming back here as a backup. And if he does, yep. it's going to be a distraction. So for, so let's live in the world, which I don't think is crazy, but we don't know for sure. But let's live in the hypothetical world where the Eagles are saying, we want you back, but we don't want you at 12. You know, We think you're more worth eight. Like, he's either worth coming back or not. The second you decide he's worth $8 million, that means, A, you're not confident in Andre Dillard, and, B, you want Jason to be the starter. So to your point about, well, if, he's, if he'll come back for four, that's a different story. I think if he's back, it doesn't matter what he makes. Once he's on the roster, he's starting, and that's a problem for yeah. Andre Dillard. And the reason, I, the reason I'm saying it's comparable to Foles yep. is just in the distraction level in terms of what it would mean. Like, if Foles com comes back, people would say it's a distraction for Carson. If Peters comes back, 
it's a distraction for Andre. Yeah, and for, for them, and I'm speaking for them, if they say, okay, I'll play for a million dollars, they are definitely going to sign him. Like, that, there's no question. If Jason Peters comes back, test free agency, you know what? Well, then you're this not the confident in Andre Dillard. I don't care what it, if, if No, that, 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 that is saying we, I, I, I want to be a part of this if, if nowhere else then. If Jason Peters is on the roster next year, that is a major red flag for what they think of Andre Dillard. Man, I, I completely disagree. 888-729-9494. Rick in Lancaster is – or Lancaster, excuse me. I've, I've screwed that up every single time uh, for like 15 years. Rick, what's going on, bud? How are you? Hey, I'm doing great. Hey, listen, I agree with what you just said wholeheartedly. But number one, my biggest fear, which I hope – don't hope for – I hope we trade up and we get a quality wide receiver. I don't want – I'm tired – of settling. Yep, I 100% agree with you, Yep, I 100% agree. Go ahead. Yeah, we've been good, so we've been drafting late. Understandable. But now let's make a move like we did with Carson Wentz and get the wide receiver we need. And we know it's going to – I know it ain't going to be no chance. I'm scared of this, that Ruggs isn't there. I know he's not going to be there, especially after doing all those dumps. Dunks on the court in high school. <laughs> Yo, those, 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 those dunks, dunks are, are insane, yeah, by the ridiculous. way. If you're listening, you haven't that seen Henry, Henry Rose yeah. dunks. Yeah. I mean. <laughs> yeah, yes. And, Rick, here's here's where I get a little worried here, too. And I've, I've seen this. And the first thing I do after the combine is check the big national plugged-in guys to see where they end up mocking because that's basically what they're telling or what they've heard mm-hmm. through this right. process here. And the fact right. that Daniel Jeremiah – has the Dallas Cowboys taking C.D. Lamb at 18 makes me want to die. Like, they if, know they if, want a safety. <laughs> you think so? You think they're going to go safety instead? Uh, well, if, C.D., if Lamb is there, I know they would take him. You, you yes. Have to. Yeah, yeah. That's why I think there's – I don't, Elliot, I'm going well, to ask you this. Well, real quick, to, yeah, to, to Rick's point, yeah. I, I agree with Rick 100%. I don't want to hear at the end of the draft that the receiver they got in the third round is actually really good at creating separation against <laughs> Division Two, and they scouted him. No, no, no. Right, right, right. I, I, want one of these, I want one of these top three guys, someone that everyone agrees is going to be good, someone that is an athletic freak, someone that's fast. Like That's why I said when it comes to the 40 time, and not to sound like you know I'm running the Raiders here, but just draft the fastest guy you can get. Just period. Like just go get the fastest guy. Go get the biggest. Go get the big time guy, and don't overthink this. Yeah, I, that's what I'm with JJ, yeah. right? I mean, yeah. after they drafted JJ, they get up there and they say, "Well, you know, like not a lot of people watch late night games. Like, what are we talking about here, <laughs> right? Like, but like, no, 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 no. Hold on, JJ to- like topped out in the top like ten of. Uh, you know, athletic scores. Right, he, he was. So that oh, that's no, a big point. He was not point. very quick, though. No, no, but I'm saying, like, in terms of separation and speed and whatever, we are talking about guys that sound and look like J.J. Ortega-Whiteside, like Chase Claypool from, from well, Notre I Dame. I don't like Chase Suddenly Claypool. now, because he ran a very fast time, it's like, wow, and it did it to me, too. Like, we all do this. We all go, why is he running so fast when it clearly looks like he's not? That's the same kind of case with J.J. and everything else here. People are saying the same things from last year and they haven't demonstrated that they can identify those things. So that's why I'm still on. If you're going to do this thing, it better be one of the, the Motown three is that, well, the Vegas three, I guess we'll, we'll call them. Uh, and that is between rugs. That is between Judy. And that is between CD lamb. If you are saying we have to go get a playmaker, the playmaker for the next 10 years, then you better go and do that. Otherwise 
go grab a safety, go grab a corner, and figure it out after that. A good example is what the Falcons did with Julio Jones early on in Matt Ryan's career. It wasn't his rookie year, but it was early enough on. And they said, we're going to go get Matt Ryan Julio because we know our quarterback needs that stud receiver. And they haven't won a Super Bowl. They came pretty close. They haven't not won a Super Bowl. But clearly that trade has worked out. So let me ask you, and I'll throw it to, to Amosh as well. Well, actually, well, let's, let's ask do it the question. The we'll ask yeah. the question, though, because I'm, I'm curious where your head's at. Would you give up a 2021 first-round pick if it guaranteed you you could have either CeeDee Lamb, Jerry Judy, or Henry Ruggs? 888-729-9494. Plus, plus, maybe Elliott Shore Parks can tell you a little something of why I think safety and corner might be really, really important uh, at 21. 888-729-9494. It is Go Birds Radio. John Barchard, Elliot Shore Parks, all right here. Sports Radio 94 WIP. Sports Radio 94 WIP. 2020 Sports. I'm Sue Schilling. Well, the Flyers are red hot. They've won eight in a row tonight. They will look to make it nine straight as they skate against the Sabres. At the Wells Fargo Center coming up at 7 o'clock. And Sean Couturier says the team is staying focused. What's been really good is the mindset. Uh, guys are focused every night. doesn't matter who the opponent is. And um, that's, that's something that, you know, shows maturity in our, in our team. And um, I, think, I think we just need to keep rolling. And the Flyers are facing a Sabres team that has lost five straight And today, again, the Flyers are tied for first place with the Capitals in the Metropolitan Division to stream 94 WIP. Get our podcast and all the latest stories in Philadelphia sports. Go to the all-new 94WIP.com. It is Go Birds Radio right here on Sports Radio 94 WIP, 888-729-9494. We don't just get one, Rob. We get two of them at 6 o'clock. Rob Ellis, uh, Rob Cherry, all going to be with you here at the top of the hour. That's when we leave you. Uh, And I'm sure that they have plenty to talk about Flyers. Uh, And, you know, the Phillies, uh, Bryce Harper looked nice today. Reese Hoskins looked nice today. Feeling a little excited for spring. Uh, Maybe even a little summer. Harper's been killing it. He has been killing it. Uh, Stealing bases. I'm buying into Joe Girardi big time. Uh, I think it's going to be a good year. I don't think it's going to be like you know. Let's not put let's not putting <laughs> expectations on everything. Let's, let's let's just enjoy the ride this time. You know, that's all well, I'm asking. One could say the hopes are high. Oh, ah, aha, which you should be listening to, Jack. The Ritz, hopes are very high. James Seltzer, uh, the High Hopes podcast as well. Uh, we are Go Birds Radio. As we said, you can follow along at Go Birds Pod on the Twitter dot com. Uh, and uh, yes, it's a it's a big it's a big week to try and figure this thing out because you and I, well, you. We're going to be at McGurk's for the Birdstown Hall. Oh, yes. From 5 a.m. until 6 p.m. 6 p.m., uh, where we're going to have the free agent frenzy kind of going on. You hear from every single show throughout the day. You're going to be say, at the IKEA desk. Last year it was crazy because last yeah. year they signed Malik Jackson. They brought back Deshaun Jackson. And there was another move they made. But, like, being there with all the Eagles fans. Well, Malik happened first, and I think Malik, Deshaun yeah, happened Malik after that. Deshaun, but <laughs> I mean, last year Meryl Reese was there. Yeah. I mean, it's gonna be it's gonna be an awesome uh, full day. So I'm very excited for it. Not just for the fact that it's gonna be our first chance to see what Howie's gonna do yeah. this off season, but it's always cool to be around. You know, with all the people from the station. Everyone will be there. All the fans are gonna be there. So it's gonna be a good time. Now to answer your question, abs- well, let me let me throw the question well, back at you. Yes, yes. And I'll throw this to you too, Mosh. Yeah. If you could guarantee yourself 
either Jerry, Judy, CeeDee Lamb, or Henry Ruggs, and you get to pick out of the three. You mm-hmm. guarantee one of them. But you have to give up your first-round pick this year yep. and your first-round pick next year. Do you do it? Sign me up right now. It, it, without thinking about it. Yes, of course. Like that's If we are so concerned about, ooh, you're going to need that first-round pick, eh, okay, sure, you might, you might not. But if you're going to be anywhere around this area again, which they probably will be, even though I think it's – there's going to be a long hill to climb here and to figure out if these guys can play or not, and there's going to be bumps in the road. But if you're going to be sitting in the 20s, it's, it's, it doesn't mean as much, okay? And if you're going to be the first overall pick, then stuff really, really hit the fan. Yeah. And whatever, that's the only real risk you take. It'd be like, if this team is a lot worse than we thought, but Moshe, I don't know about you, uh, yes, guarantee me that. And honestly, like after – yeah, I think any one of these three guys can be a premier wide receiver for their franchise. I'm in love with CeeDee Lamb. If that means that I have to give up a first-round pick because he's going to go to the Broncos or something, so be it. Go get your guy, and I think they did that with their quarterback. They need to do it with their wide receiver. I think if they just had the normal seven picks this season, I might hesitate because they're only going to have six next year before potentially trading away a first-round pick. But they've got ten this year. So you trade up this year. You don't worry about next year. You can stock up on young guys this season and maybe with some compensatory picks, you supplement 2021. And, I mean, CeeDee Lamb and Jerry Judy, I'm not as sold on Henry Ruggs. These are like Julio Jones, DeAndre Hopkins-level players, in my opinion. What's interesting, I'm not as big on Jerry Judy, actually. Which is interesting. CeeDee Lamb, I would definitely do it for. Yeah, absolutely. I don't think I would do it for Henry Ruggs. As perfect as he is, I would would trade up for him. Wait, is it not fast enough for you? No, he's plenty fast, (laughs) for sure. (laughs) What's that? But I I just... I don't know. Two ones for Henry Ruggs would be tough for me to to, to do, but that's only because you're afraid he's going to get injured again, right? I mean, no, that, I, I just, that in the back of my it's mind. It's not. It's not that or so much. Have it's a just... reoccurring hamstring or something like that. He's the next John Ross receiver. For some reason, he runs one of the fastest forties in the world, where everybody's like, ah, "I'm going to put him third now." <laughs> I, but still, like to me, it's well, he was third like going in. A a, a two point Deshaun yeah. Jackson compared to with C D Lamb or Jerry Judy. As I said, a Julio or a DeAndre. Well, and that's Hopkins. my thing. I, I see CeeDee Lamb as the next Julio. Like, I think yeah, he yeah, can come absolutely. in and do everything in this offense. He can be by Carson's side for the next, you know, five, six-plus years, ideally yeah. longer, but that's a long time in the NFL. I'm just – I don't feel that same way about Jerry Judy and Henry Ruggs. Which is a mistake, by the way. It very well could be. Yeah. I'm just saying how I feel about him. I, like, <laughs> Henry Ruggs, I, I would like to trade up for him. Two ones for an undersized receiver would be a little worrisome to me. That's just I, yeah. I think I would do it for CD Lamb. We, what are we or, talking about? Or here? Jerry Judy? I don't know if I would do it for Henry Ruggs. Maybe like a first and a third. If yeah. the, if the Eagles like Henry Ruggs and do this thing, are you going to say the same things afterwards? Or are you going to be a little bit no, excited? Look, they, I'm going to be a little bit excited, even though he's not my number one guy. If they trade up for Henry Ruggs. Look, I think Henry Ruggs is what this offense needs, all those things. Yeah. I'm just saying <laughs> two, we were talking I'm about. just saying two ones is I mean, what they what they spend to get Carson? Like three, right? So yeah. I two ones is a lot. It's just a lot for a guy. You have to be sure if you go up and you trade Why do you have to be sure? That's what I'm saying. You've well, got to you be able to you don't want to be not sure when you're throwing. You gotta two take ones. a risk every now and again too and be like, you know what? If well, it, every it, draft pick is a risk, but there's yeah. a difference between a risk and being like CeeDee Lamb is six three, like can go up and get fifty fifty balls, average twenty yards a catch last season, is really fast for his size. Like he has a lot of different things. I mean He's a better receiver prospect than Henry Ruggs is. I, so it's really just because on, on player preference, 
rugs you're out with it, but if it's one of the or uh, only CD Lamb is is CD Lamb's only one I would give up an extra one to go get. Uh, I think I'd give him up for any one of the three. To be wow. honest with you, uh, and I'd be happy with it too because that's what we're talking about. If if we get phone calls constantly that how he can't identify talent, that they can't develop all the uh, these athletic guys that are here anyway, who knows if they would even develop DK Metcalf? We're all sitting here and yelling like, yeah. "This is what you should have done in alternate universe." Maybe everybody sucks that comes here for that particular reason. We have no idea. Do you think Hollywood Brown is going to have the year that he had with the Baltimore Ravens as they completely reinvented an offense for Lamar Jackson, who is, by the way, MVP, you know, and, yeah. and we're sitting here and, and being like, well, it would have worked out here. What the hell are we talking about? What if it turns <laughs> out that the Eagles can only develop wide receivers that actually played quarterback in college? Ooh. And we're just going to have like five quarterbacks <laughs> drafted this year. I mean, and there's they, our new they, wide receiver. Maybe they can move Carson to receiver. <laughs> yeah, just bring, oh, yeah, there you go. Because you would like him better there and anyway, right? Yeah. You said him Foles. Greg Ward <laughs> nah, back to quarterback. Yeah. 888-729-9494. I am going to tell you that Elliot Short Parks got a big nugget from the combine. I'm going to tell you what that is as soon as we talk to Steve in Tampa. Steve, what's going on, buddy? How are you? Oh, very warm. How are you? I'm doing fantastic, my friend. Are you enjoying the Phillies' uh, spring training so far? Yep. I'm going to the game over here uh, when they play the Yankees next week. Oh, awesome, awesome. Steve, oh. what's on your mind with the draft, bud? I, I, I got to ask Elliot a question if you don't mind. Absolutely. I, I know it's your program, but... It's all of it. It's everybody. I want to talk to a, a, a top-notch journalist. All right. Elliot, if you got information from a source that the Eagles were going to make a blockbuster trade featuring their starting quarterback, would you publish that or Twitter that, or would you get another a source? So you're saying if, if I got a source, they were going to trade Carson, would I report that? Yeah, are you kidding yeah. me? Be, I mean, look, obviously be flying it, out the window. I mean, it, look, to, well, I think I think what your question is, I'm not sure where you're going. But, yeah, it would, look, it would depend on the source if I was confident in it or if I needed another one. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it would have to be a judgment call. But why? Well, because um, I want to go back to last year when Harper, there were so many tweets that he's signing in three days. He's going to the West Coast. He's going wherever. And. I don't know if it came from the agent or who was Twittering it or, or who was uh, bringing it on the radio. But, Elliot, don't, don't you really – do you want to get a story right or do you want to get it first? <laughs> I don't know where this uh, is you, coming from, Steve. You, you want to get the story right, for sure. Yeah. And I, then, know, I thought yeah. he was about to give us a, a big, you know, a big. Well, I was, I'm like thinking in my history. I'm like, is there something I've gotten wrong? He's about to slay me for <laughs> yeah, like what's not, what's no, happening? Yeah, here? I mean, like this is uh, it's a topic by for the way, another John, day. John, quick, well, like, quick dump. What, there, what are we doing? That's all. I, I love Steve to death. I, I really yeah, do. But like, what, like are we, what are we doing? <laughs> what are we doing? Why are we asking Elliot if it's anyway? Uh, speaking of nuggets, okay, speaking of, I think it comes down to: Would you trust Howie Roseman if he told you? That yeah, he well, if Howie told me, I would. Yeah. I'd feel pretty confident. If John told you, you wouldn't. Well, of yeah, no, not. you shouldn't listen to anything. John wants I say. to keep Andre Dillard. Of so, course, you know. yeah. Why? Exactly. Uh, Elliot, uh, who surprised me, by the way, and uh, Moshe, I want to point out that we were recording this. We were 56 minutes into the podcast. He's like, "Oh yeah, by the way, I heard this really uh, thing at, at the combine here and buried the lead." What What was it that you told us on the podcast here? I think there's a better chance Rodney McLeod is back with this team than Malcolm Jenkins is. What? <laughs> like, that, wait, that's wait, not something. Excuse you're me. Well, yeah, like we and and again, like what what uh, 
Man, and this is all coming from the combine. From the combine, too. yeah. I just, I think, look, Rodney is going to cost money, but I think there's a better chance they sign Rodney than there is if they give Malcolm a big deal. I'm not saying that's what I would do. Right. That's just a feeling I got being down at the combine. Interesting. So, like, how would, and, and this is what gets confusing, at least to me. You know, we've we've sat here and talked about Jason Peters uh, for, you know, a good amount of time on the show today. Um, if they are keeping the door open for him, and you and I have had discussions on how much it would affect this Eagles defense if Malcolm Jenkins is there. Yeah. Now, the line is going to be when this happens, all Eagles fans are going, well, he was washed, and, you know, it wasn't that good. He was loose in a step, and on and on and on. If the Eagles don't even bring back Malcolm Jenkins this year, uh, and then they kind of leave the door open for Jason Peters. One, that's just – I think that's weird for the locker room in well, general. Well, again, it speaks to what they think of Andre if that is happening. Well, I, I, I see. I just I still don't agree with that. I think well, look, it's just they, Jason's going to do whatever opinion, he wants to do. Our opinions aside, yeah. if they bring back Jason Peters, you don't think that's an indictment on what they think about Andre? I'm Rose. sure that's what we'll run with, no, but I'm I don't saying, believe that. No, I'm saying what do you that. think? I believe that why would you turn down a million dollars for Jason well, Peters? Well, hold on. The million dollar question, that was that <laughs> well, was that's different. Okay, there. like if they I'm sign him to a real if, deal? If they re-sign Jason Peters to a one-year deal, whatever market value is, yeah, uh, you don't think that speaks poorly of Andre Dillard? I don't. I don't. I just How? don't. Because, again— it is Jason Peters, who is a Hall of Fame tackle, who has been in a unique situation in this organization forever. If he comes back and says, okay, I'll play at your price, they're going to say yes. Like, do we not realize how good Jason Peters is, or is this like, is this the I trouble we're having you, here? I don't, look, obviously, I want him to be the they're, starting they're tackle. They're going to I let Jason Peters roll until he dies. No, but that's, see, that's what they're going I, to do. I disagree with you. I never have moved off of that point. Even when all this stuff is coming out, I have a big feeling that Jason Peters is coming back. We're all going to get upset about it, but it's honestly in Jason Peters' control. No, They're just finally setting the price for the first time. But that's time. where I disagree. I don't think this is in Jason Peters' control. I think if they bring him back, it'll be because they want him to be the starter over Andre Dillard. They, of course, you're that, but at the right price, which tells but price, me but we price. are comfortable with you walking and going to find a better deal, Jason. If you come back here at $2 million, Okay, but sure. the $2 million thing or is whatever. insane. We're like, okay, so <laughs> I, my point is this. If they – Andre Diller was the first-round pick last year. You want him starting ideally last year, but you certainly want him starting his second year. If Andre Dillard is not your starter, barring injury, if Andre Dillard is not your starter in week one of next year – that is a really bad sign for this pick. Extremely bad. He was a first-round pick. He, people talked about him as a top-10 pick. They got him at 21 or 22. If he's not your starter in week one because you, you brought back Jason Peters, that speaks volumes about what you think about Andre. I, think it would I don't be, care what the money is. I, just, just so we're clear, I think it would be a humongous mistake for Jason to come back here. Only because of the long-term no, issues. I, I and don't. The, if I'm Jason, I would the, definitely come back. Oh, I wouldn't. And the same thing with, you know, the whole Foles discussion that we got into for years, the last two years, that seems to – you still want to keep that going for some particular reason, and so well, is Joe Gillio. And, he's the best you know. option at backup. <laughs> I mean, I don't uh, – But on and on and on here, and, and really the reality of most of this is just like – I actually forgot where I was going with this, but overall – I think you were making a poor point about <laughs> how – look, like, I know you're still high on Andre Diller. Yeah. I get that. But – if you really think if they bring back Jason, it doesn't mean that they're less that they're not that confident in Andre. Well, I'll, I'll explain a little a little more. We'll keep this going. We'll wrap things up. Uh, we'll say hi to Rob and Rob, and we'll take your phone calls as well. Eight 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 seven two nine ninety four ninety four. It is Go Birds Radio. It's time for Sue Schilling and an update right here. Sports Radio ninety four WIP. Sports Radio ninety four WIP twenty twenty sports. 
brought to you by Parks Casino and Sportsbook. I'm Sue Schilding. The Flyers have won eight in a row. Well, tonight they'll look for nine in a row when they skate against the Sabres at the Wells Fargo Center face-off. 7 o'clock, and Sean Couturier says the team is staying focused on their goals. We want to make the playoffs, obviously, and, um, you know, the higher seed you get, the home ice advantage you get, and can, can be huge down the road, so um, we're in a good position. We just got to, you know, keep looking at ourselves and, you know, control what we can control. After dropping the first two on their four-game road trip, the Sixers did win Thursday night in Sacramento. They'll try to even up their four-game swing tonight at Golden State, tipping off at 8.30. Now, Joel Embiid will be reassessed on Monday and is reportedly hopeful to return Wednesday against the Pistons. Embiid has been out with a shoulder sprain. The only sports book backed by the number one casino in Pennsylvania, Parks Casino and Sportsbook. Download the app now and get your first risk-free bet of up to $500. ParksCasino.com slash PA for details. Must be 21. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. To stream 94WIP, get our podcasts and all the latest stories in Philadelphia sports. Go to the all-new 94WIP.com. Sports on Sports Radio 94 WIP. That's right, we are. We've got the sanitizer wipes out. We are killing all of the coronavirus that is that might creep into the studios. I urge you to do the same. Hopefully make not. sure to wash your hands and make sure they're incredibly dry and they crack and maybe even got bloody knuckles or, you know, all that other fun stuff. It's uh, it's worth it to have bleach and soap all over your hands and make sure we don't get it. It would suck to have the panic, bleach right? on your bloody knuckles, though. Yeah, it's going to burn a little bit, It'd but little, it's all worth yeah, it, it in hurt. the end. Uh, 888-729-9494. Uh, one thing we've got to touch on before we go, it is Go Birds Radio. John Bartonelli at Shore Parks. Motion Kravitz behind the ones and twos here is this. The most interesting thing that I didn't expect to happen that actually did, and uh, I'll go back and check the tape and, and make sure I did say this thing, but I did suggest Marty Morningwood coming back in a consultant-type role specifically for this because I thought Press Taylor's too friendly with Carson Wentz, and Marty doesn't care about anybody. So essentially, I just think he's here to yell at people and maybe tell Doug some plays. That's really all I believe he's well, here for. if that's the case, that's less than ideal. <laughs> if this whole job is going to be coming here and be disruptive. but What was it What was it they officially said? Senior offensive consultant? Yeah, I think he's yeah. going to come in and he's going to you know, probably not have as uh, much responsibility as uh, Rich Scangarello will. Scango! Scangarello, yeah. Shouts out. Here, here's what I like about the Marty thing. <laughs> I like he's coming from Baltimore. Right. So I, same. I, I yeah. like that he has that background. I think Baltimore does a lot of really interesting things on offense with the run game. Now they have Lamar Jackson, so you can't, you know, bring all that over. But but I like that. What what I think is interesting though about the hire is when you look at the totality of the Eagles offseason and what they've done, all of their changes have been on the offensive side of the ball for the mo- for yeah, like basically all of them. I mean, yep. on defense, yep. they lost a defensive line coach and the secondary coach, but the secondary coach left because of a promotion. They brought back Schwartz. They brought back almost all their coaching staff on defense. On offense, they got rid of their receiver coach. They got rid of the offensive coordinator. They've hired uh, now two veteran offensive coaches and one yep. from college. I think it's interesting that they're making so much changes on so many changes on the offense. It really doesn't speak to, in my opinion, a ton of confidence in one side of the ball versus the other. And yeah. the fact that your franchise quarterback and your franchise head coach is on the side they're making all the changes to. Is somewhat worrisome. Uh, I don't know if it's all right. Worrisome, I might not use. Maybe not worrisome. It's weird. It's it's noteworthy. Yeah, I I just think the whole structure is weird. And at the same time, 
I, you know, we're, we're kind of talking out of two sides of our mouth. Not you specifically, but there are a lot of fans from last year that said, Doug needs help, Doug needs help, Doug needs help. Now they're giving him a lot of help. And all of a sudden it's just like, ooh, is this too many people in the in the room? And well, I go, well, didn't we just get through how non-innovative this offense felt with, you know, talent and, the, and what they were able to do? And I want as many ideas in here as possible. So I don't, I don't disagree with you on that. But don't you think it's interesting that we all agree Doug is a great head coach? Yes. But what you just said was, well, clearly Doug needs help. The offense was kind of old, boring. Because Mike Grow stunk. That's all I mean. Well, but uh, I think you're, I think you're giving Mike Grow way too much credit for like what, how much impact he had. Like at the end of the day, if Doug's a fantastic head coach, and I think he is, and I do think he's great offensive mind. I'm not saying he can do it all, all on his own. Yeah. But no matter how you slice it, the fact that they're making so many changes around Doug doesn't speak to an overriding confidence in what's well, happening. Look at on the that last side of the two ball. years. Of course, the last two years, I would make changes too. But wouldn't do, you? But. Yes, I would, but my point is, doesn't so that now they've you... made too many changes? No, 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 no. You're, you're, well, not, you're not. understanding I'm just trying to make saying. it clear. All right, I'm sorry. I'm saying the fact that they're making so many changes, to me, it's it just it's interesting when you consider Doug supposed to be one of the best offensive minds in the game. Well, Moshe, here's what I think, and you tell me if you feel you know one way or the other about it. You know, they've been behind for two years. Even Michael, you know, as we were saying there, this team is behind by. How many how many years personnel wise getting younger uh, you know personnel uh, I don't know one I was about to say like younger coaches which they definitely tried to go and do schematically to, yeah to supplement all that stuff and now it's not as attractive now you've spread like your traditional I'm gonna have an offensive coordinator into these three spider you know, different positions here I don't think that's a bad thing I just think they realized this is what we are we're not gonna have those top candidates. Guys like Kafka and the guys that were in San Francisco, you know, they have spots where they're going to be for a long time on Super Bowl and NFC Championship winning teams. That's how I look at this. This is just new. They're going to figure it out. If they have too many, they'll get rid of one. If they don't, then they won't, you know. I think it depends ultimately who made the decisions about this is the structure we're going to have and who are the guys we're bringing in. Obviously, there was that whole confusion with Doug saying uh, Grow and Walsh were coming back and then. They were gone a few days later. So if it was Howie saying, no, you need a change. This is yeah. what we're bringing in. This is what you're going to do on offense. Then there's a problem with the, what they think of but, Doug. Yeah. But if it's Doug saying, you know what? Yes, a change is okay. This is what I think. Let's look at these kinds of guys, whatever. And this is what fell into their lap in terms of staff. Because as you said, you know, players, uh, coaches aren't going to leave Super Bowl contenders. Then I'm I'm not worried about Doug, and I think that's a good point about who's making the changes. But don't you think that based off what's happened, it seems more likely Jeffrey Lurie was sitting in his box all season and saying something's wrong with the offense, not with the defense. Oh yeah, I and, I think you're right. Yeah, and I think that that's interesting. Isn't when, that just true though? It is true, but it, it two both things can't be true. Doug both can't be like a fantastic head coach, one of the yeah. best off- offensive minds in the league. And it can't also be true that the offense has been pretty boring and bad for the last two years. Yeah. Well, right? we, so, uh, yeah, because I don't think, and this is something we don't give enough credit for here. Doug Peterson won a Super Bowl in two years, had the weirdest quarterback controversy that I've ever seen that continues to go on to this day. Uh, we are now talking about, like, Alshon Jeffrey wanting to rip the head off of your franchise quarterback. Which is overblown. We're talking about, uh, you think it's overblown? Yeah, I think Alshon and, Alshon and Carson could be on the same team next year, in my opinion. Wow. This is not like T.O. and McNabb. Yeah. I, I think that 
I think the majority of the reason they want to move on from Alshon is because he's old, he's hurt, and he's expensive. Regardless, there's a lot of people asking for the ball. There was a lot of people that say, I'm, I'm, I'm obviously better than Carson. There's all these things that were happening around that time which shifted, I think, a lot of the team mentality, chemistry, all of that. Uh, and they went through a transition. They're going through transitions now, and they're trying to set up what's going to be next after their Super Bowl run. doesn't mean that they're right either. That's not what I'm saying. But I don't think this is like – they don't have confidence in this offense, and they're scrambling, and here you go. They might fail, but I, I, I think this is well, kind of what they're steering towards. If you want to tell me they're, they're, they, that they still have confidence in Doug, I believe in you in that. But I think it's pretty clear they're not confident in the offense. I no. mean, you just well, but you just said you don't think that that's what this shows. I think this clearly shows that they're not confident in, in the how offense. it's been performing. That's that's well, just that's, that's, what, that's just what obvious. That's what I'm saying. They had to make changes. Howie was up there saying we're going to make changes. This yeah, but, is those changes. But the offense is Doug and Carson. Like that is the offense. Doug calls and designs the offense. Carson runs the offense. So if you're going to sit here and tell me you have not you, but like right. if you're going to sit here and say. Doug's one of the best head coaches in the league. Carson's one of the best young quarterbacks. He, when he's at his best, he can be a best three. Right. Like those things can't be true, and the offense has been pretty disappointing for the last two years. Well, yes, they so, can because the because Doug has made a lot of mistakes. But then, you know but that's that, what that's I'm saying. My point. I'm saying they're making all these changes around Doug, mm -hmm. and I think that maybe it's time we sit here and say if they're making a ton of changes around Doug on the side of the ball, Doug's supposed to be running and operating. What's their confidence level in Doug? Well, that's um, an unless Doug wanted those changes. Uh, yes, yes, which then, which is another thing unilaterally that's Doug's decision. But uh, well, I tell you what, I mean, Elliot has given us a great blueprint of what we're going to talk about all next week on the Go Birds Pod. Make sure you're following us uh, there at Go Birds Pod on the Twitter.com. Uh, Rob Cherry, Rob Ellis, about to take over at six o'clock. I want to thank everybody for tuning in. Uh, you make our Saturday so much better. Keep following on at Elliot Shore Parks, at John Barchard. We will see you next Saturday. It's Go Birds Radio. It's been right here on Sports Radio 94 WIP. Bye.